1: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector, and you're listening to a working class bow hunter podcast. You're listening to The Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in.
2: Hey, this is Melissa Bachman. You're listening to The Working Class Bow Hunter. Stay tuned and listen to them every week.
1: Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Tune in to the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast. It's really, really not that good.
3: Well, here we are, episode 35, here on a beautiful, sunny, whatever day you want to believe that we record this podcast on. Welcome, <laughs> and uh, we are actually in the deer season. Here we are at the One Bucketorium, week exactly. uh, still talking, at 1600 Buck layer Place, <laughs> still not winded. Got sent to the doctor today, and I'm still here, so you're welcome, everybody. All right, you guys are skipping weeks, man. <laughs> Yeah, so what happened?
0: Basically, we skipped a week. Uh, we had to. It was opening day. <laughs> it was opening Bo day. We had a good excuse. So uh, we went hunting, and uh, Logan's been MIA. That's okay. We'll worry about him when he gets done. He's working. Hey, we'll worry about that later. Um, yeah, we had a first week of bow seasons is underway. Um, it
3: was probably the best opening weekend ever. ever no, not. It wasn't. I mean, well, no, aside, it from, aside from for no one killing any. Uh, I was at a the, wedding. <laughs> yeah, you were, the, you were tep- a the temperature was real nice. Uh, got out. It was perfect probably. October
0: conditions. Really, it was. Twas 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 um,
3: huh? Twas t w a s, <laughs> and probably a bunch of red dots under it because it's not a real. So far,
0: my season. I don't know. It's almost too early to be like, oh yeah, my early season's slow because I haven't really got a chance to go out. It's Just been both.
2: I mean, I've seen activity, but nothing like late season.
0: Yeah. I drew back on a doe and never got a shot off opening opening afternoon. Um, D Rock, what happened last night?
4: Yeah, buddy, tell us the story. Smoked me one of those uh, fawn eaters.
0: Fawn eaters, huh? fawn eaters, yeah.
4: huh? Fawn eaters. You
0: didn't have like a cool term like trash panda or something?
4: No, I just came up with that on the fly. I don't. Just so you guys know, a
0: trash <laughs> panda is what we call a raccoon now. Yeah. And groundhogs are ground grizzlies. So, FYI.
4: I've stuck everything but a deer so far. (laughs) And I missed a doe. Missed a doe. He stuck
3: it to the man, too, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. He ain't working right now.
4: Yeah. Two things I'll never do again is uh, hunt on a field line on a windy day. You're sitting up there just swaying back and forth. <laughs> when we <laughs> say it was windy. It was really windy. It was like 40-mile-an-hour wind. Yeah, I, I think my- Wait, what uh, day was it? That wasn't yesterday, was it? I don't know. I've been up so many times, I don't remember. It was a few
0: days ago. Yeah, For like three, four days, sucked. it was just yeah. beeline winds. I think, I think my,
4: phone even said, hear like, anything. my phone said 13, and it was more like gusts of 30. So. Yeah, I can believe that. So w- that's the first thing. And the second thing is I'll never get down because I'm frustrated that it was too windy. Cause I jumped two bucks, <laughs> and then we've all been there. Uh, uh, yeah, we we've that. all been
3: there, especially Monday. Hey, yikes! yikes. Never get down
0: early. Uh, yeah, never get down early. I,
3: I, I did on Monday. I, I had had a great couple. Two couple, the first Saturday and Sunday were great. Seen a seen a lot of deer, tons of turkey, and I was like, man, it might be a little bit warm, but we're gonna get out Monday anyway. Uh, so I get there about four fifteen or whatever. I get into the stand. I'm like, man, I hope it's not too late. And here's my theory: like, if I don't see bugs, I I just assume that they all died. Like I assume, like the <laughs> first the first time what? it dips below forty degrees, all the bugs are like, yeah, we're dead. Doesn't we're never happen. coming back. Oh,
4: doesn't happen. Indeed, I actually haven't had any problems with mosquitoes or bugs or my stands anything. are just up
0: so high that. I... They can't, fly. They can't fly, they were, fly that high. They run out of oxygen make <laughs> it up to It's a different me. ozone, yeah. I swear it happened. I was walking in. I uh, got up in one of my stand. I call it the Big Ten stand, and it's 30-something feet.
3: Yeah, Maryland's now in that stand.
0: What? <laughs> Don't get that one.
3: Uh, for our Big Ten fans out there, they'll get that.
4: Oh, basketball, I think. Okay. Oh, close football. football. There you go. There you go. Yeah,
0: no one cares. No one cares about the Cubs either. Um, um, <laughs> who? Um, <laughs> I exactly.
4: have. I know a whole city that would beg to differ. But yeah, yeah we will anyway,
0: going there. state. You mean the state of Chicago? So
4: uh, bugs don't fly up thirty feet.
0: Yeah, they can't make it. They're too weak.
4: Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, that's well, a I lie. can
3: tell you at the, about ten and a half feet, they're right there. Ten and a half feet. Yeah, there's this. It's Dude, this crazy. I, don't even talk
0: a, about that on here because you you just lost all credibility. No,
3: no, 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 no. It's better st- than sitting on a tire, I guess. It's a stand that has been out there for years, and there's been some good luck out there. It's uh, the way uh,
4: if you Your can dwarf see the property, the way that it, cousin it hung kinda, it. <laughs> <laughs> if I jumped high enough, I could climb into that. Yeah, you cell. could dunk a stand that high. <laughs> 13, you could just jump it. You don't some even need a ladder. thirteen
3: foot ladders out there, man. Come on, man. Some...
0: <laughs> oh man, no, anyway. it's
3: it, it's it's the where that setup is, and if you saw the tree, there's not.
0: You're just more in the line of sight when you're at ten ten feet than anything from a distance. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? If you if a deer's fifty Dude, yards, camo. ten foot you're up, your eye your eye level eye with leveled, it. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's a, it's a, it's I don't pretty, know why I'm not see anything. I don't get it. It's pretty nice little setup. While he's eating an Arby's French dip. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. It's so good. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> so
3: oh, before both bo season, we had uh, Arby's, didn't we?
0: Yeah. And it hasn't worked for us. We were supposed to Taco yeah. Bell. Yeah, no,
4: we might need
3: oh, to.
0: Um, it. We're rambling. Um,
4: So it seems like, you know, we said before both season started, we're only hunting afternoons mornings are out of the picture what have you guys seen
0: it's mixed dude because we were talking about this before the podcast and i'm telling my dad i'm like let's just first two weeks we'll make it packed like we'll just stay out of there in the mornings, like get everything situated go in the afternoon with
2: the moon too it's been hard and then well i think the temperatures are changing
0: things because it's been so good um for the first couple i mean i haven't seen any buck movement because it's just yeah i'm a working dude with average property or below (laughs) average property depends on where you're at um like I saw Jim Tomey kill a 190 inch deer opening morning. That
3: thing is a. Mu- well, but to be fair, there's no guy that deserves a great buck like that dude. That dude is the best. But yeah.
2: there has been a lot Jealous. of deers shot. In Sean the morning, Ryan
0: though. shot an awesome. Our buddy Sean shot an awesome buck. Um, he did. Like the first few days of the season.
2: I think it was second day, second or yeah. third day.
4: I know for me, opening morning, I went out. It was just killing me, man. Yeah, you got go. to get that I yeah, got to go. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? I did opening morning and went to work. Oh, yeah. Me and Eric, we – well, Eric is working. I'm just riding the, uh, Shh, the, the shutdown train, train here. Shh, it's not Dicks right <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. So, yeah. I think that and uh, one other morning, I hunted mornings, and I haven't seen anything. So, afternoons has been – pretty good lately so do you guys remember that pack that he just brought
3: up that we don't hunt mornings and yet he's already hunted two mornings
4: well opening morning yes
0: Eh. (laughs) after this weekend though i'm gonna i got three new sets i'm gonna hang and just can some just for extra place to go with the winds doing something weird and plus just an extra area yep um and i'm all where i hunt all timber so one spot could be all right you don't see nothing and then you move 50 70 yards whatever up a ridge line where they're cutting across, and you could see that's where all the deer are moving. What's well, the timber so thick? Wait,
3: you, do, you say, well, the deer are moving. All the
0: deer are moving. I thought
3: you said year.
0: Way to to bring it to a halt, what? Steve. I'm like, what? Steve's like, oh, Arby's in ten foot stands. Mm. This Arby's <laughs> is good though.
4: Okay, number one, it's if quicker. anybody knows me, I don't talk with my mouth open. Yeah, that's, that's a waste of flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they're starting to cut corn now, and.
0: Yeah, I need the corn to come out. There's like a lot of corn coming out. ASAP. I need deer to just want acorns.
3: Acorns, I've yeah. I've seen a bunch of fields where there's only like three rows left up. You
2: know. We've been cutting corn the last two weeks, and I've seen a lot of buck movement coming out of the corn.
4: Yeah, you guys have jumped a couple out, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Quite a few, Probably actually.
2: a dozen. They're in the corn. Since last week. That's where they are. They're in the corn. Yeah, I can't blame them.
4: Do we have any
3: candy corn here? This kind of off topic. <laughs> it's not quite that time yet.
4: Steve's
0: <laughs> shutting us down. This sorry, thing.
3: man. Sorry, I'm just, you know, I starving like a Marvin over here. I am. I haven't.
4: E- I didn't eat anything all day today. Strangely. Oh
0: God! Look out, guys. I, I, so yeah,
4: I d- I had never played the wind until this year. I did a little bit last year, but now I've been like, you know, dead dead on the wind. That's your key. And then, yeah, and yeah. I haven't. I spent all that time planting that food plot for for fall, and then I haven't been able to hunt it because that. Oh, because this whole bad. first week has been northeast winds, yeah, uh-huh. and wait, that just, just that blows wait. right over my food plot. Oh, you can hope a button buck comes in. <laughs> Dude, yeah,
0: <well>. highly <laughs> recommended. Um, the app Hunt Stand, um, love it. No, we yeah. have no affiliation with them at all. We just. Love that! I use it
4: daily. I use the uh, mossy oak scout look stand. Well, that's not as good as what we. No, No. hunt stand. (laughs) stand Oh yeah, yeah, your your stuff sucks. No, I don't know. I've never used that app. It's pretty good. I
0: like hunt stand. You can mark all your uh, all your stand locations where your cameras are, and it gives you like a scent cone. Don't do that.
3: Why? Man, it's putting that information out there now. The government has it now. They can Some, sell it. To someone people. hacks your hunt stand app. <laughs> it them, exactly y- it your cameras. Cameras. Oh, hey, sp- speaking of that, again, I'm getting way off time, which is it's been a while. But did anybody see, I on Twitter, there's this guy who put a picture of his trail cam and it was a minivan on his trail cam. He's like, I have no idea whose minivan this is. This camera's 200 <laughs> yards off, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. 200 yards off the nearest road, so if somebody's doing some off-roading in a wind star.
4: That's impressive in itself. <laughs> That's, yeah. It's like a boon I didn't know where loss. you're going here, but. That's that was, just that as good
0: like... as a boon and on camera. <laughs>
4: uh, if, if not better it
0: could be better <laughs> if it's jared scheffler and his minivan coming through your timbers yeah. that's right
3: i asked him if he patterned that minivan somebody. yet <laughs> what do you say
0: it's not a uh, baby on board van it's a baby get on board yeah. van. That's right. <laughs> there it is we'll, we'll put this picture up on oh, the that's website. pretty funny it's oh,
4: yeah, the funniest thing i've ever seen somebody got lost going to target oh that's
0: funny <laughs> okay well we got to get moving here we do have a guest this week um Take it away, Steve. I don't know where I'm going to I
3: go. Was, I was very impressed. I was hoping you were going to sweep us off our feet. Uh, we'll do something like this. And now, introduce it. Do we have him on the phone yet?
0: No, he's not on the phone yet. <laughs> so, uh, Let's go ahead
3: and should, get him on the phone. probably introduce him first. I'll get him though. on the phone. Let's yeah. get him. Let's get him. All right, and uh, with us on the phone here, we've got Kevin Peterson here with uh, Matrix Targets. Kevin, how you doing?
0: Doing
1: great. How are you guys doing?
3: Not oh, bad.
0: just peachy. <laughs> Another day know. in Illinois.
3: Yeah. It, uh, I don't know. It's It's been an interesting day. But, hey, we got you on the phone now, so it's going to make it uh, that much better, and we're, everybody's going to leave with a smile on their face. We hope.
0: <laughs> so, Kevin's with Matrix Targets. I don't know if you guys have, uh, heard of Matrix Targets, but it's probably the coolest idea and targets that we've ever seen. That I've ever seen. Um, Amazing. Take, take it away, Kevin. Tell us a little bit about Matrix Targets.
1: Well, you know, I mean, you guys over the last several years we have seen these incredible enhancements to all the archery equipment. And, uh, you know, one area that we always thought that we never saw improvements on was the target. And and I think what really drove the design, you know, I tried I the idea about nine years ago. And then um, and every time you think you have a good idea, so is 10 or 20 other people. So it's all about Feed to market, so just kind of mm-hmm. kept watching and watching, nothing really improving, and then you know started checking out you know archery patents and thought you know really truly being frustrated at blowing out the center of uh of targets specifically like layered foam targets and Bad how much unused especially yeah yeah and and the fact that we wanted to have something that you could both use field points and broadheads so. You know, I just had our son's Kevin, goes by KG. He was just, I think, freshman down at USC just starting his engineering, uh, program down there. And he started, uh, tinkering around with, uh, just even symbols on a word doc and just said, you know, he said, if we did something with like hexagons with the six sides and with the frictional force and we could do seven. So we didn't really started evolving the design
5: mm-hmm. and,
1: um, so then it just kinda over time we uh I'd say probably two years ago where we really got into this. I met with a patent attorney and she had said, Well, I think you have a number of valid claims. Um so we this design has evolved into not only hex hexagonal uh modules but the diamonds that, that hold them in and then a channel that we run the strap around and then also um there's a tongue and groove element which we felt was really important we didn't want you know our big thing is we want every you guys want always want to shoot the center you shoot better when you shoot the center mm-hmm. you lose less arrows when you shoot the center and this design just allows you to uh you know rotate the modules in and out um what we didn't want to have happen is have you shoot the center module and you pull your arrow and the whole piece comes out so we added that tongue and groove element. So we've got a pop-out on one side of the hex. So it fits like a 3D puzzle when you think about it.
2: Kind of locks everything um, together.
1: Yeah, it locks it together. And, um, you know, I think a lot of challenges we had was uh, in, in design, and I'd say a lot of the sleepless nights staring at the ceiling thinking about design. <laughs> it was, you know, because you think about it, one, we want it to be poor We want to. Shoot, we want practice out the 100 yards, not yet ever that you'd ever take that as a primary shot, but sure. you know, if you practice at hundred, you you become very, very uh shoot tighter groups at and very, very good at fifty and sixty yards. And the other thing Absolutely. is if you get a if you got an elk with an arrow in him and he's hung up at eighty or hundred, you're not thinking twice about flinging a twenty dollar arrow at him, you're gonna put another one in him. Yeah. So anyhow, the design was all right, I want a target I can shoot out to hundred, but I also want something that's adjustable in size. So if you guys you're going to DRL camp, you say, you know I don't have room for this, the bigger, um, matrix. Just throw a single hex in the back of your truck and that's your 20 yard target. Make sure your bow hasn't been bumped.
0: You know, that's and the first everything... thing I thought of when I saw the targets. Cause I, I drive a little Subaru around. That's like my hunting rig this year. And <laughs> you know, if, if I want to bring a target with me and throw it in the back of my car, like, uh, like a regular size foam target, you know, this big square targets. It's not happening. That's, yep. that takes up a lot of room for me. And uh so one of these just single pieces of your target, I just throw it in and take <laughs> it in and before I go to the stand, shoot a twenty yard real quick and be like, All right, good to go for a tree stand. Yep. And, yeah,
1: and and that was that was um the adjustable size. I, and then you can make a three hex and four hex version within the same um uh, using the same pieces or same modules, but um so that was and then along with uh, we wanted it, you know, use a self healing foam. You know, we've been actually what we developed, we're calling a hybrid polymer. Just because the word foam just sounds so dated. But yeah. um but anyhow, you know, our, our design we feels really, really good and but our design um if you have a material that you can't you need to come along to pull your arrow out is terrible. So um it's really a combination of our design along with a really uh great material that that's making this thing work and
0: so i imagine once someone has one of these targets say they blow out two or three of the what were you calling i want to call them cylinders but they're not cylinders
1: Uh, i just call it hex we call them hexes and diamonds
0: okay just hexes and diamonds okay someone blows out two or three hexes they can just buy the replacement hexes
1: yeah so yeah absolutely and You know, part of the thing to why we went consumer direct because, um, if we did sell this product in a big box store like Cabela's or Seals or something, you know, based on what like Reinhardt charges per cubic foot of material, I mean, it'd be well over 400 bucks. So, Mm -hmm. um, and our whole thing is saying, Hey, we, if we keep this thing at 295 and we've been doing flat rate shipping at 25 bucks, um, we're really undercutting Reinhardt by, $25 Twenty-five dollars a cubic foot of material, and then, like you guys mentioned, if you're replacing hexes, you know, uh, next year if you need a hex or two, you're buying a hex for forty-five bucks a
2: piece. You don't have to buy a um, whole new target. No, absolutely not. Yeah, and that's I off. guess that's if a you want idea.
0: one hex, would probably take a hell of a beating. You could sit there, blow that one side of the hex out, or you know, shoot the crap out of it, then switch it over, shoot the other side out, and then just get a new hex that you shot out. And really, you're only going to Go through one. I mean, if you—that's if you shoot a lot too. Not a lot of people shoot that right. much. Yeah,
1: I think you got. I've got guys that are rotating. Um, they'll shoot the center with broadheads, or when they're shooting broadheads, they'll they'll have one that they're designating their broadhead X, and then when they're done, they move that to the outside and move a fresh one in for.
0: See, that's field a point. great idea. So and it's kind, of, to, the whole and it's kind
1: of, of like you know I've been i am kind of calling it manage you know manage your matrix. I mean everybody shoots differently there's some guys shoot broadheads all the time or just shoot prior to a season opening and other guys are just all field points so you know the thing about manager matrix it's about hey you you can if you want to blow up one just on broadheads um do it i mean yeah and like you said the one thing we didn't know in the design which is important to bring up is when we put this thing together we did not know how the seams would handle shots we didn't know
5: and
0: that seems I like it'd be a big it. question for you guys too. From it's a it's at your a targets.
1: it's a huge question It was a huge one of the questions we had on our mind and, and we didn't know till we had a prototype uh, a year ago um, in July that until we started shooting it and, and the amazing thing is the with the tongue and groove element it just acts like it's a solid piece um, it doesn't chunk out like I mean it, it performs just like you're shooting the face. Mm-hmm. and arrow removal is the same, um, which was also very important. I think they covered that on that Eastman's um, yep. product and review, they, too. Yeah,
0: they did. Now,
3: uh, and I'm I'm trying to look and see if it's on here. Uh, can these take— Go uh... out his website.
0: Oh, so wow. you guys can check it out.
3: Yeah. Oh, uh, go to matrixtargets.com. Oh, simple enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm on it here. Uh, can you shoot uh, crossbows into this?
1: Yeah. Um, you know what? Original design, I wasn't really thinking crossbow because I'm not a crossbow guy. But I, um, I did want to test it, and I had a customer in Wisconsin that shot it with a um, 410 feet per second, and um, I don't remember the name of the crossbow, but and, and did great. Uh, now you do need you're shooting a crossbow, you're going to need a puller tool to get them out.
0: Oh, okay. okay.
1: It's a it's a little bit. It's a little bit stiffer than shooting arrows at three hundred thirty feet, as far as uh. So, but um, yes, you can. In fact, uh, um, he shot it, and he and then he was he used some kind of he put an arrow lube on that just made it like pulling a knife out of butter, but um, but yes, it is crossbow friendly.
3: Okay. I just I, I, I I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of situations where where you know guys that are getting hurt on the job or something, still want to hunt and still want to shoot, and then, you know, got to pull the crossbow. So I didn't want to leave anybody out. Right. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I like yeah, your um, thinking. The other, the
1: other thing, too, just, um, you know, you don't have it in front of you, but um, just to kind of describe the straps we're using, um, you know, that was the other thing. We didn't know how easy or difficult it would be to try to adjust the uh, target or move the modules around. So what we do is just um, – you lay it on its side. I've got the straps are two inch heavyweight polyester. So think of a lot heavier material than your seatbelt. And a couple of mm-hmm. reasons we did that was, you know, how flimsy your seatbelt is. I needed something a little more rigid that would hold its shape. So I call it lasso. So when you, you undo that strap and if you choose to remove it, that you're able, it holds its shape. So you're able to lasso the target easily by yourself, not having to have somebody help you. And we use a quick release buckle as opposed to, and that was a lot of, uh, um, different options that we tested there. I mean, you know how, how guys either love or, uh, hate ratchet straps. I mean, right. we, we looked at all kinds of buckles and then just happened to find this quick release buckle that just works really great. So you're barely hand tight on it, flip it over and you're good to go. Really? Um, yeah, it, yeah you're not jumping on it, um, having to, uh snug it down and then um and literally barely hand tight you'll see it kind of suck it's they kind of all the pieces just suck in
3: together
0: <laughs> and we you're will not, post you're not uh, to have
3: your buddy bear hug it and try all right, get, hurry up. go now
0: two guys sitting uh, on it we will put the uh in the link of the whoa well, in the description of the episode we'll put the uh his website we'll put a couple of the videos on it and uh we'll have some pictures on uh social media tonight on our facebook and yeah so instagram
4: for people like I listen in my truck all the time. So if people listening right now that have never seen it, can you kind of describe like the dimensions of it or the shape of it? If they're not getting this whole honeycomb hex deal, then honeycomb. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So you've got um, the hexagon modules are um, eight inches flat side to flat side. And uh, part of the reason we went with that, because then we're having a, when you think of a hexagon shape, flat side to flat side now, the whole target is 24 inches by 24. And then you're at the widest point of the hex is just over 27 inches. And that, um, way we came up with that was just looking at other targets in size and then also thinking again about shooting longer distances. What's something that's uh, not, um, still gonna, something we can shoot at 100 yards, but still something you can carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're four, 14 inches deep. Probably one of the biggest um uh, issues as far as thinking about design and uh ramifications if it were not to work out was I know we could have gone um we went fourteen inches if we we could have gone a little bit narrower or shorter with twelve, but the problem we were thinking was what if we shoot the top of the target and the yeah. target tips over? Which I would consider yeah. an epic sale from a design standpoint, and then you're in
0: that happens a lot bag targets because yeah. bag oh, targets yeah. are cheap. And most people buy bag targets, and they're buying yeah. that target every year. They don't think about that, but yeah, that's but a – when you hit the top, it does fall over. Yep.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. This one, trust me, it, it'll you, you'll move it a little, but you're not going to dump it. And so that was, and then it's kind of interesting because again, we so the 14 inches works, the eight by eight seems to be the right size for hexes the diamonds what we found out um during beta test was you just never hit them i mean you probably never have to buy a diamond again um chris rager that started trophy ridge uh years ago um he now has the toxic broadheads he shot he shot it with one of his toxic broadheads and he hit He's had a scud missile to hit hit one of the diamonds but outside of that i mean i think we had like I don't know, 4,000 shots, and you just, you just don't hit the diamonds because you're yeah. rotating those hexes yeah. to the inside. Right. In fact, one of those videos you guys will see, the reason you'll see hits or shots all the way to the outside edge is because those had already been rotated
4: in.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, the thing is we mentioned those toxic broadheads going into that target. That's like a bore almost, yeah. the way that their blades are designed.
4: I, I started shooting those toxics last year, and just broadhead tuning them tore up the uh, broadhead side of the target that I had <laughs>
1: and well and ask- they're nasty on anything they'll tear mine up too but I I, I know I know they, they wanted I tell you what they really liked it Jason and Chris like they bought target they got one in their shop and they're already saying how they want to have some of their toxic green on the target which was oh, was cool. pretty cool but <laughs> um, so uh, and then total weight um, you know our density is no secret it's uh ten pounds per cubic foot, which is very similar to uh what reinhardt runs and uh so our target's right at that, in that forty three pound range
2: and I think that's a and perc- that was that's a perfect weight too, because a lot of these targets you shoot um like if you shoot the outside, it'll turn on you, yep, I think it's heavy enough where it's not gonna spin
0: on you or rotate the other way, you like the smaller layered foam targets you Correct. shoot the far right side The things gonna the thing's right gonna turn, turn right
1: right yeah and we're th- we're thinking around with some. we're thinking about ideas on a um uh, a different size that might be um more attractive, as far as a price standpoint because uh some guys say oh my god 295 bucks Um, and then, you know, once they see it, shoot it, they understand, but some guys say, you know, I I always shoot 20 to 30 yards, man, it'd be great if you had something smaller. So we're kind of exploring some different options on looking at something that might be uh, a little more cost effective for some guys out there.
0: You see, and that, that price does sound expensive, but when you, if you guys haven't, uh, for our listeners, if you haven't checked out these targets, get online, check them out, go to our Facebook, we'll have those pictures up. And you, you look at this thing you'll kind of be like, well, really this, Really, it could be the last full target you ever buy. I mean, you'll be shooting
2: this target 10, 15 years down the road. Yeah, because you can just replace
0: replace the hex yeah, by hex. So yeah,
1: and, and the, actually, the beauty of that as well, guys, is when we're not going to keep. I mean, we have it unbelievable material we're using right now, but as we improve material every year that you refresh your target, you're getting the latest, greatest that we've come up with. Yeah. So you're not only not only refreshing your target, you're getting the Latest greatest material that that we've come up with, and that's I think a
0: good selling point. point.
3: It's like an Apple update once I know. a year. <laughs> the latest and greatest. <laughs> I had bought a, a smaller
4: update. layered foam brand name Target back in uh, May June something when I was tired of ripping fletchings off of my old Target. But I'm passing through it. Yeah, from yeah. passing through it because I already wore the center out. But even this this new layered foam target, not gonna say branded, yeah you gotta be but, careful, yeah, but uh it's already it's already the center's already punched out of it, so that was sixty five bucks down the drain you well,
1: know. you know, and that's really that's really what drove the design. I mean, you know, Albert Einstein said, you know insanity, do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, and what do we do? We still go out and pay for mediocre. product and you know what you're just like me i want to have stuff that works and and that's what we started to think gosh there's got to be a better way i mean there's so much unused space if you're you know if you're practicing out 50 plus yards you're not going to aim at a corner worry about blowing up your arrows
5: yeah or losing them
1: and um so that's really that's really really what drove this design and uh we're pleased with how it came out i mean it's uh it's fun to shoot and I think I've had every target that's been made by anybody else, and and um, that's was really part of our criteria: is how do we come up with something that has all these interchangeable modules and and can last?
0: You know what I'm um, thinking about right now, and this might be kind of random. You could probably stack if you like had like an archery club, you could get a bunch of these things and probably stack them
2: and make a bigger hexagon and make like a
0: big <laughs> like a you know I got, like a wall
1: funny you bring that up i got guys that want to do walls already at clubs <laughs> i say guys i got to figure out how to get get some money in for the first uh round of these custom aluminum molds but yeah we, <laughs> yeah. we have
0: you need guys to get a big about... ass strap and just put them all together <laughs> and then just and strap them all up hey, and, you,
3: and well, you, know what, you know what you could do and uh maybe this is letting the cat out of the bag but if you can get a mold where you can fit the hex in and it fits in perfect to those buck decoys
0: uh, oh, uh,
3: hey, yeah yeah yeah
0: there you go well, i gotta
5: like,
1: make sure i'm not infringing anybody's uh patent, patent. by doing so but uh oh, yeah, yeah but, that's a hell of an idea yeah he's, and he's there's like, been all kinds of all kinds of rumors flying that we're getting in the 3d market and hey. i said time out guys i mean <laughs> one and let me let me comment i said i'm very inspired <laughs> by reinhardt and they have a great product i mean really ours is a totally different form and function than them but i just uh, we're we're never going to go into 3D. We just want to be the best portable <laughs> the, backyard yeah. target there
0: is. Well, if you have any breaking news that you just want to spill the beans, you can do it on our show, and uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: we it, won't it, be no, mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, only like 35 people are going to hear it, so that's all right. <laughs> For
0: some reason, Steve always throws out 35 or 40. We have more listeners than that. I like <laughs> okay, think. do we? Uh, all right, email uh, us,
4: all 40 of you. Yeah, you know Minecraft is real big now. Oh, yeah. With all the yeah. kids getting into archery, so you can make some like – Oh,
0: shapes and stuff some, out of them. Some digital looking think, deer. <laughs> out of hexagonal
4: deer. I, I, I thought you said Minecraft. Of, all right, man. Minecraft. Yeah. No, you Minecraft throw out random stuff all the time. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, I know what you're talking <laughs> about.
3: Uh, so, Kevin, uh, where, where are you out of? Where's, uh, where's all this magic happening?
1: All right. So, I'm in Warden, Montana, which is 30 miles, a uh, little farm and ranch community about 30 miles outside of Billings, Montana. Mm. And, um, we do some sub-assembly or final assembly here, but um, actually my uh, my chemicals are made in the Midwest and my mold is in Wisconsin. Um, nothing to do with Reinhardt or Block that are also in Wisconsin. Um, it just happens to work out easier for shipping chemicals for my foam. And uh, then uh, I can either do final out of there, which makes a lot of sense because you guys probably have more archers in one county than we have. In the whole state of Montana, <laughs>
3: um, could be true. It it, it and, might be. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, I, did, I think we have forty. We have 40, 000, we have forty
1: thousand. We have forty thousand archers in the state, Montana. And I mean, I think you take a few counties of you guys, Wisconsin, Iowa, whatever. I mean, it's you have that in a couple of counties.
4: But you oh, guys yeah. have uh, a, you guys have a big uh, ATA shoot in uh, Billings, right? Uh, you know, I don't do
1: those shoots, so um, I, I don't. I know they. There's a uh, Montana Bow Archers Association. They have a lot of uh, 3D and um, tournaments, but uh, I, I don't get into the the tournament shooting. Okay. So anyhow, yeah. So my products pretty much made my straps and handles. Everything's made in Oregon. I've got a few things made in Montana, and then the actually the the bulk of it though is uh, chemicals, and, and it's being molded in Wisconsin. So. Um, there's a good chance if your listeners order a Target, it'll probably be shipped out of Wisconsin as opposed to Montana.
0: Gotcha. Well, after the show, if you want, you know, maybe this, we'll just go and go get our Target because we're close enough to Wisconsin. We can, yeah, we'll, we'll drive just there. Yeah, we'll
3: Drive up
1: there. We'll yeah. there. <laughs> hey, you guys are more welcome out here anytime you like too. So. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: if Big you've never Sky. been
1: to Montana, it's a beautiful place. So, I uh, uh, hear Big
3: Sky Country. Uh, I on the bucket list. Super bucket list. Also, trying to find out where Longmire's actually filmed. They want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> where? Where was film? Ah, it's show Longmire. I've been bored so oh. Steve's TV. been
0: doing a lot on Netflix and chill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or so, whatever the kids say nowadays. I don't yeah, know what it the is. The only
4: chill and I've been doing is with my Matthews. So, <laughs> oh, you. Uh, so, um, so, are you a big hunter yourself? Yeah, um,
0: I would hope so.
1: Uh, equally. As far as getting gun versus bow, I mean we do both. I mean in my uh, my wife hunts. We've got four kids. Our two oldest, Kevin and uh, Lindsay, are hunters. The other two younger girls are not, but um, they were still love the outdoors and camping. They just didn't get the bug like the older two. And uh, it was actually my son that got us all into archery. And uh, in Nevada, you know, on antelope and deer with the uh, a bow and uh, pretty exciting. It's just, and it's, as far as recreation for a family, what a, especially having four kids, just great and fun when you get, uh, you're all outside and shooting targets and um, just a good form of recreation.
0: See, I know we could probably do a whole another episode, which we talked a little bit before um, we had yawn about doing just a whole episode on hunting and everything like that in your neck of the woods. But for, for what we got now, um, I want to talk about a little... What's up with the trail camera the thing that you mentioned?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he uh he mentioned this off uh off air, but Yeah,
1: uh, uh, yeah. Mon- you know, Montana's got some pretty unique rules. Uh, and you know what they're and they're very hard line. They there's no one. they'll write you tickets. I mean there's guys that are coming out of state and plopping cameras down and then if fishing game finds them, they'll wait and write you a ticket. But they're uh uh one of the rules in Montana is once the season opens no more trail cams and the other one as far as uh for archery equipment no lighted knocks which to me is ridiculous uh and then no lights on your sights which um you know i guess if you're going to give up some give up you can give up that and i don't not sure who really drives all those if it comes more from uh traditional bow hunters or shooting um recurves but uh the trail cam thing, and I'm, I'm not sure where that came from, but yeah, absolutely no trail cams once the shoes
0: are open. My thing is, I can relate to the lighted knock thing. I can, I can, I can get that to a point. I can get the wow. s- how?
3: How could you get that?
0: Because it's putting technology in something that's supposed to be more primitive. I understand. I get why some people don't. Just okay. No, we gotta draw the line somewhere.
3: Does your arrow fly better when the light is on?
0: No, but it's just it's. It, I get it. No, I get both sides of the argument, so don't come down on me. I'll beat your ass. <laughs> um, so <laughs> hopefully you don't have a lighted knock on, but with the lighted knock thing, I kind of get that. The sight light, I get that completely, but trail cameras, I, yeah, come on. I don't on. get that at Even all. if
3: it's on your own private property, it's like, dude, this is my land, you know what I mean?
0: Well, you can't have security no, yeah, cameras I on mean, your house either during hunting season? They, if a they can't, uh, you know
1: what, guys? I The lighted knock one, to me, is more of a no-brainer than the trail cam. I mean, I guess the trail cam, I can see you know, that. there's a, the trail cam to for more big game stuff is, I guess, talking about fair chase. I mean, you got guides now that all they do is they're not out on the mountain glass and looking. They're out running around uh, pulling cards out of their cameras on where they're seeing big Rams or big bulls. And that's fine. If, if it's the same for everybody, I mean, like you go to Arizona. And and I've had a friend go down there, and he's gone to one water hole, and there's been 12 cameras <laughs> on, on one water
0: hole. To see where and he so needs, it, exactly he needs to sit or what?
1: Well, they put they, wrote, they rotate those in. They see what kind of quality buck or bull or ram, whatever they see. And uh-huh. But I don't, as far as I know, Montana might be the only state without law well, that no trail cameras have. That is interesting.
0: Because what was it? wow. Oh, Early, mid-2000s, maybe. It might have been after that. Well, I don't know how to say it. Tony Lewiston from Iowa shot the world record whitetail with a muzzle loader And his uncle or something got a trail cam picture in the summer. And I think he put, like, I'm hoping I remembered the story correctly. He put, like, a trail camera on, like, every trail he could and basically figured out this deer's pattern. And they he basically knew when this deer was going to come into the field and had that's, his nephew shoot it.
4: That's putting time in. I don't know. That's but, time and money it is. It did, is. Did you say that they they'll wait for you and and then bust you with your with a trail camera up? Is that did I hear that right?
1: Was that a question to me?
4: Yeah, yeah, sorry.
1: Uh, say, I'm sorry. Say
4: that again. Did you say that that fishing game will will wait and
0: wait for you to, at your trail oh, camera yeah. if it's on the oh, trail? Oh,
4: yeah, and there
1: was an episode. I don't watch that much, but there's that Warden show on Outdoor oh, Channel. Yeah. Montana Game wardens, sure enough, some guy came from out of state, he had a tree stand by a water hole for elk and he had a trail cam and um they waited for him and wrote him a ticket. Um Wow And the guy did the guy didn't know. I mean he he didn't know. In fact, quite honestly when I moved up here eight years ago, I didn't I didn't know. Um Yeah, you, would, so you wouldn't you wouldn't
0: even really think about that, but that's just one of those things, check your rules and regulations yeah. before you go hunting in a state yeah. that you're unfamiliar with. Yeah.
4: But how long are they waiting there? <laughs> for for so me, it'd be they're, months. They're, they're, yeah, they're paid by the
0: hour.
3: Who cares?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're hunting your spot. Wait, Did,
3: did you say he was hunting a uh, elk out of a tree stand? Yeah, he was. He was hunting elk out of a tree stand. Yeah,
1: it can be effective in some areas. So,
0: yeah, I guess if you if you set out your trail camera, you can figure out exactly <laughs> where they're gonna be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you, you gotta do it early, though. You know, I get how, that argue, that trail camera argument. I get that, and we'll get we'll get back talking about the targets here. But that's just something really interesting I wanted to bring up that a lot of our listeners probably didn't realize
2: about Montana.
0: But I have five trail cameras out in the woods right now, and I've never. My property is kind of unique, and it's just like I've never found a deer on a pattern from my trail cameras. Like, oh, he's going to be there at five o'clock. I'm going to go sit there. and, Oh, here he is, five o'clock. Yeah, never had it happen. So
4: much. Yeah.
0: So, or I've just never had a, a buck that predictable.
4: But when you have 15 of them up, I guess you could kind of... I'm going to
0: keep buying them till I get 15 oh, of yeah, them, right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's,
1: the uh, you know, and it's like I said, as long as it's the same for everyone, I mean, we just live with it, and that's just part of the rules. Uh, another kind of unique rule here is the, uh, I believe it's over 40 inches, square inches of, of blaze orange during rifle season. We have and, something uh,
0: similar to that. I don't know how many inches it is exactly because I'm not real big on gun hunting, but we have to wear so many inches of blaze.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I've been out in the hills here where uh, all of a sudden, you know, I mean, sun's barely coming up and it you get shots firing, and you going, holy Matt, you want to take cover.
0: Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. Like,
1: you got to be kidding me. I'm glad I'm wearing blaze once. Uh huh. So, but in that, the only thing there is once your archery season closes then once rifle opens you obviously can still hunt with your bow but then you'd have to have the blaze orange um, requirement see I, I don't that. know if
0: you're familiar in illinois once firearm season opens first shotgun i don't know if you can do it in second shotgun or not i'm not sure but i know first shotgun season you can't even bow hunt even if you wear blaze orange
2: i wouldn't really want to they, they close it for that week
0: i want to that's a beautiful weekend to be hunting now you guys
2: slug only slug
1: only
0: no rifle um, yeah. and muzzleloader and muzzle okay yep um,
2: no rifle here. There's some counties in southern Iowa you can rifle is there hunt. is
0: there rifle counties in Iowa? Yeah, southern uh, down by Missouri. Uh, really, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I know Wisconsin too. Um, I don't know a lot of the su- su- um, southern counties are sh- like Illinois shotgun and muzzleloader, and then I think once you get into the northern counties in Wisconsin, it's all rifle.
3: Well, I mean, you know, rifle or not, during those times, you know, instead of worrying about blaze orange, you could always just, during that time that the season's closed, shoot at your Matrix target and make sure that, you know, when you're ready to come back in that late <laughs> season, <laughs> that you're good <laughs> to go. Yeah. You guys yeah like speaking that? speaking like of color,
1: that. that's what we tell people it comes in two. We're like Henry Ford, it comes in two colors black or black. <laughs>
3: so,
1: you know, uh, th- we can actually have material we can do in different colors and. Uh, looking at that down the road, but right now with just testing, I mean, the black with the white uh, aiming hex is what's really worked out best. We tried yellow, and everybody's got a yellow pin, and quite honestly, at 50-plus starts, the yellow just didn't stand out.
0: Right. Yeah, I can see now, that. Lime green might not be a bad idea. Derek over here is getting all crazy about lime green. He's, <laughs> he's got a lime <laughs> so green shirt what, on right now.
1: We could do, I mean, obviously down the road as far as customization, I mean, we could probably painted the rainbow for you. I mean, or accessory that. would be <laughs> accessory would be decals that can go on that spot. Replaceable.
2: If you had one that uh-huh. looked like Sasquatch, Derek would buy it in a heartbeat. That, or if you can make yeah. up the center <laughs>
0: dot on these, the Arby's logo, Steve oh, would be all boy. over that. We could could do that. Arby's (laughs) sauce maroon. But you probably wouldn't want to
4: shoot the Arby's logo, right? You'd be hitting 12 (laughs) rings all day. Oh, dude,
3: I'd be hitting 12 and onion rings all day. (laughs) I'm telling you, that logo, Arby's sauce maroon. Oh, good God. That's an
0: inside joke with the podcast that Steve just... (laughs) Love so, that are audience.
3: you guys uh, Cubs fans or Cardinals
0: fans? Um, Actually, in the intro, I said no one cares about the Cubs, so... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> you know Uh-oh.
4: what? I figured you're close enough to St. Louis, and that was the... Uh, well, we're like right in the, the middle. Game.
3: Yeah, we're...
0: We're, we're closer here, to right. Chicago.
3: Are you? Yeah, yeah, we're about two and a half hours away from Chicago. Three uh, With three if you want to get to... we Chicago, 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 but... uh uh, and about four from St. Louis. But there's oh. Cubs and Cardinals fans everywhere here, and
4: I'm a Cardinals right, fan. Right,
0: right. We'll say this. The but only I, person I that really up cares Cubs is I Cubs
4: and
1: Bears fans. I'm still a Bears fan, and my son was born into being a Bears fan. And uh, we're just – in fact, a couple of my kids were at uh, – they are back at a wedding in Chicago, and they were at the Green Bay game, and my daughter Lindsay said, Daddy says some, some gal was wearing a T-shirt that said, Cutler makes me drink. <laughs> <laughs> but he makes me drink too, <laughs>
0: yeah uh. it's funny because on the podcast, I personally don't watch sports that doesn't interest <laughs> me Eric's in the Simbo. i don't Derek, I don't know where hes stand. derek's fifty fifty I'm a hockey guy Steve. He knows everything about everything. You want to talk about pro wrestling? He'll talk to you about pro wrestling. You want to talk about baseball? He got the baseball. What else? Basketball, football, Arby's, Arby's, <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to do. He specializes it. in it. Ten
4: foot ladder stands. Yeah, if you only
0: hang on <laughs> out of ten foot ladder stands, he's there. He's there. I'm
3: telling you, man, proven deadly.
0: Not yet. <laughs> not,
3: not, not this season. No. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's always one of those those things too. You know, with sports. I mean, you know, this year it. I haven't been as as focused because you know it's because it's, you care more about hunting this year. I do, yeah, because I'm a big Cincinnati Bengals fan, and they're just tearing it up. I'm like, you know what? I haven't been watching these games. They're winning. I'm happy, you know. But but football season and then baseball season starts to come to an end, and then hockey. It's just it's like, guys, let's just take three months off of sports. You know, October. <laughs> November, December, a little bit January, and just no sports. This
0: weekend, Kevin, I'll tell you this. We might go to uh, – I don't know if you've ever heard of the Bone Shed. It's in Ottawa, Illinois. The Bone Collector – it's basically the Bone Collector store. Headquarters. Head, uh, Yeah. Um, our One of our favorite bow shops. Um, Steve wears the same Cincinnati um, – I'm going to try and say it right – Bengals.
3: It depends on who you're calling. Bingles.
0: Um, We need to take him to the Bone Shed, and Tim at the Bone Shed needs to just hook you up with nothing but bone collector shirts because I'm tired (laughs) of looking at the same (laughs) Bingles football (laughs) T-shirt. Tired of it.
3: I got got a Kilcliffe shirt now.
0: (laughs) Well, wear it.
3: Where would you say that shop is? Ottawa? Ottawa, yeah. Okay.
0: Straight up uh, from us, Interstate 80. It's... uh, Hmm.
3: On the way to see uh you mentioned your hometown is uh Morris. Yes, not not far from Morris.
0: Yep, it's uh the bone shed is a magical place.
3: Huh. It really, really is. It uh takes us back.
0: We need to take you and get a makeover at the bone shed. <laughs> There's need... an Arby's right by
3: <laughs> there too. Just that. Do they have
4: a a barber up there? Uh, Tim's got gonna a... give him a goatee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've got an
3: interim.
0: Talked about this. now um,
3: I you know what I've always been been curious about too? Uh out in montana i mean how did you how did you land out there i mean is the weather right or is it just so gorgeous out there that you couldn't
1: well my mine's a little different story i was in nevada for close to 30 years and uh, when i moved out i moved to nevada when i was 21 after college but i started going out there when i was 19 and just love you know the big open spaces and eighty percent of Nevada's BLM so you pretty much get to hunt wherever you want to go and we hunt a bird called chucker, which is like the greatest upland game there is and um in the long season from like first Saturday October to end of January and in fact I think it opens I think it opens um the Saturday. But um anyhow so got in the the big game hunting and bighorn sheep and but the difference in Nevada is you might get a good deer tag every three to five years, maybe. Antelope, you kill an antelope, you have to sit out five years. You kill an elk, you sit out 10 years. So it's pretty wow. much a one and, one and done. I applied 26 years before I drew an elk tag and uh, was fortunate enough to kill a really good bull. But um, but I was also day 11 almost coming home with nothing. And, uh, and then if you don't kill, you sit out five years, but then you're, you're back in trying to get the bonus points to draw, so it's a challenge <laughs> on getting tags. Um
3: So one one elk, and then you ten years, you can't do it. No,
1: done. Difference in Montana. Montana moved up here. I was in the gaming or gambling business, and uh, <laughs> came up here. came up here to run a company that was manufacturing uh, video poker and keynote machines, and then. uh But anyhow, um up here you get to go deer, elk, antelope. We have Miriam's turkeys, you get fall and spring tags, you got then you get to apply for moose, Sheep and Goat, which have not drawn, but those are uh like lottery draws. Um but here you just get to go. So uh answer your question, kinda of lucky how we ended up here. We um really love Nevada, but uh I'd say Billings, Montana, which is the biggest city in Montana, reminds us of Reno, like thirty years ago. I think the <laughs> population of Billings is about a hundred and twenty twenty thousand or so.
3: They don't have a bowling museum there, though, do they?
1: Um, in Billings? <laughs> in
3: Billings, yeah.
1: No, no, just Reno. I think Reno's the, the bowling <laughs> yeah. capital.
3: See, Steve bowling knows Stadium. everything. <laughs> I'm Bull-
0: sitting here like, don't get that reference either. Hmm, <laughs> what else do we know?
3: <laughs> oh, hold on. Now, I noticed when you were explaining that, Kurt, your head popped up when uh, when you mentioned turkeys.
0: Yeah, I've always wanted to get a Merriam turkey.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're beautiful. And you know what? People out here don't. I mean, for me being, I'm 30
1: miles out of town, and you think we're... I go, I back up to the Yellowstone River, um, and got pro, I think we have, we've got 45 acres here, but there's a lot of, uh, BLM and you think it'd just be crawling with hunters and it just doesn't get hit for whatever reason. I wonder mean, whether you guys don't hmm. get into turkey hunting.
0: Well, I'll be out next year then. So.
3: Yeah. No, I was about to say, well, <laughs> well, we'll be seeing you in a couple of weeks here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, this is a, this is one to get you. in the fall. You get to shoot a turkey with, I had a friend come up from Reno and he said, uh, He's reading the regs and he says, "My God!" He goes, "I think anything, everything to kill a turkeys legal except a hand grenade, because uh, <laughs> you can shoot them with you can shoot him with a high powered rifle and skull You can shoot them with anything in the fall. <laughs> can you really? I swear you can shoot a turkey in a, here." We can't have trail cams out. We can't have lighted knocks, but you can shoot a turkey with a thirty at 6.
3: Who is oh. writing these rules? <laughs> <Not a few. laughs> is there someone who's like...
0: It's just immediate turkey nuggets. I, I, yeah. I, no, they, you know what they
3: have to be? It has to be a husband and wife, and it's like, well, no trail cams, you know, during the season. Well, fine, then I get to shoot turkeys with an AR. 300 blackout, no big deal. Well,
0: I'm sure, <laughs> That's I mean, probably what's going was, down.
3: I had to read it to believe it. Yeah, it's true, true stories, so...
1: Well, um, all right, well those, actually, hard? you know, tur- shoot, you guys know shooting turkeys is more fun with – it's more fun with a bow, but, um, heck, in this, there's nothing like the spring. Or, or, and now it's fall. Um, I haven't seen any yet back here, but they're around.
0: Yeah, see, in Illinois, once our um, fall archery season opens up, you can buy a turkey tag. I think they're like five fifty now for a resident. I don't know what they are for non-resident for a fall um, archery turkey. And I think you have till. I kind of give up on them after October anyway, but um, I don't ever really go for them. But if I, you know if I see them, I'm in my stand. I'll take a shot at one. And I believe you can shoot either sex. Either sex with, yep. in the yeah. Hall. I
1: think that's here, and I think our resident tag's six fifty, and then uh, I think non-residents fifty bucks. But then same kind of deal. It's a long. season. we get September first to January first.
0: Really, I think our yeah, so. October first to. It's now when deer season closes. He's got it right there. You got a turkey tag on you? Oh yeah, pull that baby out. But we're talking about the Merriam turkeys. I just love that white strip.
3: Yeah, they're beautiful. That is a gorgeous, gorgeous bird. I want. Yeah.
0: I have a full mounted eastern, and it's a beautiful mount. But I just want like a tail fan um, mount from every species of turkey.
4: Ours is January seventeenth.
0: January seventeenth. That's probably when deer That's season closes, ends. huh? Yep. Yeah. So it's quite a long time. All year.
3: Now that's all season. Hey, uh, we might have to make a trip out to Montana there, and
0: I uh, yeah, it's on the bucket list. Anything uh,
1: absolutely? You Just got to hit. You hit I ninety four, and just take ninety four the whole way. You're within two miles of my house. So there is the direction. The directions are
0: easy. We'll be the, we'll be there. We'll bring uh, whatever kind of beer you like to drink <laughs> and yeah, some cause, Arby's because I
3: know I know <laughs> you'll have some uh, Big Sky uh, brews out there for us. Oh yeah, we've got no
1: shortage of great brew pubs in Billings, so in Montana. <laughs> how,
3: how much? Are oh, you're the, in Montana. What
4: else you gonna do? How much are the Sasquatch tags out there? Oh God!
1: <laughs> oh well, speaking of Sasquatch, our daughter Lindsay drew a bison tag for West Yellowstone this year. I swear,
3: really? <laughs> really?
1: She drew. There was like a, last year. I think there was eleven thousand applications. There's no bonus point system, so there was eleven thousand apps for forty four tags between. West Yellowstone, and Gardner, Montana, and she drew one. So
5: wow.
1: it runs from November 1st till sometime in January, and then um, Fishing Game lets you know when they're out of the park because they want them. There's, because of the issue with managing bison here is because the ranchers don't want them getting into their cattle because they their carriers are brucellosis. So uh. they're, they want to make sure that they – they harvest and get those numbers. Well, it takes a certain amount of snow to get them to migrate into some winter areas, and I think it's a legit hunt. I don't think it should just show up and shoot it on the side of the road. What,
0: when does that start? Uh,
1: November first, but it, uh, probably it, it'll take some snow to get them to where we would be able to hunt. So I'm guessing it's probably uh, December,
0: January when we go out.
4: Are what? you going with? The... Who knows?
1: We could we could get the. I guess we could get the snow late November, and
0: uh-huh.
1: if, it, if it really starts coming on
0: let us know if, um shoot me a text when you go on that hunt and you know fill us in let us know if you end up getting something
3: yeah are you are, yeah is it with a uh with a rifle or can you or, yeah. bow or?
1: you know they require um it's a good question they require a certain caliber so i think it's we've got a 340 Weatherby. um that my wife's killed a moose with so i mean it's shooting 220 grain nozzlers so we have a Buffalo gun.
5: <laughs> well, if you get one, but no, I send us what, some. I've never, uh... I've
1: never, I mean, to, sh- to shoot one, I mean, pretty much a once in a lifetime. and I mean, I can't oh, even yeah. imagine. I uh, think a big bull's 2,200 plus
0: pounds. Jeez. Well, send us some wings if you get one. Broken <laughs> okay, perfect. Cost in sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Had to do it. Can't mention Buffalo without talking about their wings. Yeah.
3: Now, that is, uh... hey, you guys got moose in uh, Montana, correct?
1: Yeah,
0: Shirus, Yes,
1: we do.
3: Okay,
0: yep. and
1: and same kind like of everything.
3: deal. That's a that's a tough draw, like uh, bighorn
1: sheep or mountain goat, but or the bison tag. Those are all now uh, sheep, moose, and goat. You can put in and get bonus points um, yearly, and then just lottery hit. You just hope, hopefully, you get lucky one of these years.
0: Cool, cool. Well, I mean, we're getting to the to the end of the episode here. Um,
3: it's 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 always like you know really interesting hearing about you know 'cause obviously you know where where we stand here in illinois we're uh, you know the this part of the midwest it, we're all focused on white tails white tails, right, tails, now. right right, and, you, right. Know, you you start talking to some people that are out you know even in like Washington you know it's just they they got black buck out there I mean it's just black buck black tail tail. they got (laughs)
0: mules they got black buck I was was thinking
3: of Baker's black Baker (laughs) 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 uh, a buddy of ours he was out there but uh yeah it just it's always really interesting to me you know it's
2: we don't have the variety of species around here. Yeah,
3: cuz we're just so caught up and so hyped that it's like we White-tails know white tails are turkey. Get...
0: White tails are turkey. Or yeah. now, do you guys or apply
3: any, do you guys applying in any
1: western states for tags? You uh... know,
0: with me, you know what's funny? Um my buddy just drew an Arizona um elk tag and he invited I can go with them if I want to kind of have the experience in November. Um I always mean to every year and then it's just like I never do it. Um I need to basically just get on and set reminders on my phone, like apply for a point in this state, this state, in this state, and I just, I just need to get on every state that I want to hunt and start applying, and I don't do it. I, I just it, procrastinate. A, well, just,
1: I mean, just a little tip, and I don't know how old you guys are, but um, to, early to start 20s. the bone early twenties, and I'm I just turned fifty six a couple days ago. So, Hi, Dad. um, to start, <laughs> yeah, to start, to start the bonus point game at your age. It, it's okay, but you just plan on you apply for twenty years, and you just bought non-resident licenses for hundred to hundred fifty bucks every year.
0: Don't you, you didn't get reimbursed and, a lot of that money though if you don't draw? No,
1: if you buy a bonus point, you eat that license. Oh, wow! So, so you guys are young enough where you could do that now. And then I would suggest, you know, there's Eastman's Hunting Journal. You got Hunting for You
0: Hunting Fool is a great magazine. I have
1: yeah, and, and those guys those guys know the lay down as far as, you know, where to, where to try to apply. So if you have a, then you can draw, I mean, to get Montana elk and deer is not a difficult draw. I mean, um, might be tougher to figure out where exactly to try to go to stay away from crowds. But, um, um, but the other thing I was going to tell you, if you don't want to get into the game of buying bonus points and investing all that money and just eating those licenses every year, I mean, each state has, uh, what they call super tag or dream tags. And mm-hmm. so you can buy a raffle ticket for five bucks and have at least have your name in a hat. And I mean, it's going to be long odds, but those are tags that um like our Missouri river breaks, which has some of the biggest bighorn in the world. um You can draw that for a $5 tag. And that's um that tag will sell for around 400,000 to the, on the governor's tag. And I had oxen. Wow! In fact, in fact, Jimmy John's from Illinois, right? Jimmy John Leathall, yep. I used his last name. He <laughs> bought that tag three years in a row and paid three hundred fifty to four hundred thousand each year. That he bought, he bought it three years in a row.
3: Good. Wow. Did you see that 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 speed goat that he knocked down? No, I no, I didn't. Okay, I, um, yeah, there is a picture. Ted Nugent put it up. Uh, I I didn't we'll know this thing was
0: real. We'll put it back on our Facebook. Um, that picture of that thing was I'm it sure. the
1: Jimmy John was it
3: the Jimmy john sandwich guy yeah I think it was actually Jimmy oh, John uh, yeah he knocked down the, in this <laughs> you'll just have to see it i i don't want I don't want to ruin any surprises for you but yeah I didn't think it was real um what, was it
1: Jimmy John or was it the Jimmy, the jack link jerky guy
3: <laughs> oh wait a minute now now you got you know I, thought, I I saw one yeah it looked like a creature it
1: didn't look real um, I don't know if Jimmy John hunts goats, but um, but anyhow, you know he bought he bought those tags. That's great support for Montana Wildlife, and he's obviously in a position where he can afford to do so. But um, you know, you guys can buy those raffle tickets and as these other states. You can buy them for five, ten bucks a piece, and at least have your name in the hat. So in if you something. ever draw, that's a tag of a lifetime.
0: Yeah, we'll have and, to, and I'll you to start have doing to... that and getting up on that stuff, because I do want to get out west and do something. Um, my my cousin actually um, does a show on Sportsman's Channel, and he does a public land uh, Colorado elk. He got a really nice elk this year, actually. And oh, right on! It, it looks like a good time. Um, Steve's trying to find that picture of that antelope right now. He's uh, on Ted Nugent's Facebook, like frantically scrolling. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, I don't think I. W- oh, hold on, hold on. Yep, never mind.
0: We'll uh we'll we'll share it on our Facebook and get it on there, so you'll have to just check it out on there and then uh but well, you guys check out the targets. matrixtargets.com. dot com.
1: Yeah, matrixtargets.com. dot com. You can check us out on Instagram, it's hashtag MatrixTargets, and that's I believe how you guys found us, vice versa. Yep. So yep.
0: yep it is. Um
1: that's a real effective way for us to reach out to a lot of people and
0: what about um, Facebook?
1: Yeah, we're on Facebook as well. And I think my phone number or my contact info is on all of it. So you can, you know, whoever can feel free to call with any questions and um, be glad to help them out.
0: Okay. Yeah, we'll share all that stuff on all our social media pages. Um, this episode will obviously be up on all of that. That's probably where a lot of our listeners find it. Um, and then uh, you sent a bunch of pictures before the show. Um, we'll be sure to post all that on there, too, so people can check it out. And, and
2: eventually we're going to have one of these targets.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, for sure. Um,
2: absolutely.
1: Yeah, it would have been a lot easier to have one in front of it. Um, I know the timing, things didn't work out, but we'll, we'll figure that out.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll sure. figure something out. And then, Heck, we'll have you back on here in <laughs> a couple like months.
3: Hex, we'll have you back on. Yeah, Hex, we'll have you back <laughs> on in a couple months. Um,
0: and we'll talk about just hunting in general and how you're doing with the targets, and we'll, we'll catch you back up. So, yeah. Okay, sounds good.
3: And it, it it was Jack Links, uh, Troy Link from Jack Links. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To that one, I think. Yeah, you saw what I saw. Yeah, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> so we really appreciate you being on the show. Um, check out hey, Matrix Cards, guys. Th- thanks for
1: your time. Thanks for calling me. Have a good one, guys.
0: Um, so, guys, sorry we we skipped an episode last week. Um, obviously, we're all hunting. We're all busy in the Midwest right now, or actually, all over the country right now, all hunting and doing our thing. Um, we are going to stay on a regular schedule at least till from now on November, the first November. week of November or we the might second week. Skip there might be a skipped episode. Then. Then. We're
3: try to be the old faithful of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it'll still
0: be every Thursday. Um, so all you third shift guys working, um, don't worry. You'll get to hear our episode every week. To hear so our thanks guys for listening this week. We'll check in with you next week. Hopefully one of us has a deer on the ground. Good luck to everyone out there in the woods. You know what to do. Go shoot a deer. <laughs> You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, tails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places.
3: Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents, Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.